0: Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds.
1: Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you hot D and Lord of the Rings nerds out there.
0: I'm Joanna Square Wheel Krupnik.
1: And I'm Brian Imbecile Plovsky. And we're so happy you could take a moment away from your foot fetish to be with us today.
0: Because today in the Nerdverse, we are going to a Gregion and busting from beneath the floorboards to give you our thoughts on the season finale of the rings of power on amazon prime and if episode nine of house of the dragon on hbo some housekeeping be sure to head to the feed to check out all of our past episodes on house of the dragon and the rings of Power. and while you're there check out our coverage of she hulk and andor as well
1: you may be thinking how can you keep up with all of this well it's easy Just be sure to subscribe to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on the socials, of course, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start all of our episodes, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling today's episodes, potentially some Game of Thrones, Fire and Blood 2, Lord of the Rings, books and movies, and of course, this episode of The Rings of Power. This is your spoiler alert alert. And now, it's time to enter Nerdverse Customs.
0: Let me see your identification.
1: All on. All on.
0: This week, we're headed into the Westerosian for the last time, Middle-earthian sector of the Nerdverse.
1: Well, Joanna, let me see uh, let me see those passports. What are your uh, what's your uh, Tolkien uh, passport at?
0: My Tolkien passport is 6 uh rings made under the sky. 6 rings made under the sky.
1: Beautiful. Uh minus 3 sunrises.
0: Oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh and here's my uh House of the Dragon passport. Haddi. Mm-hmm. Um I've got 4 um hmm, I'll do 4
1: uh yes.
0: Cat's Paw Daggers for Cat's Paw Daggers. What are okay. you?
1: Okay. Um mine I have two stamps and I have two of the twins, one for each of the twins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't. Um perfect. Okay, I think we made it through. Um wow. So we want to do we want to do House of the Dragon first and then Rings of Power or vice versa? Yeah.
1: Um Uh, Let's do Dragon first. Hot tea.
0: We usually do. Yeah. So this episode, penultimate. um, This was the. I know. Thank you, Arno, for teaching it to me. Uh, The Green Council. So just you know, just to get us. There's lots going on in these shows. So let me just do a little quick, quickie order of operations. So our our good man, the peaceful. Strange, strange title for him. Not, not book. Um, that's not book canon. Uh, the Viserys the Peaceful is dead officially. Small Council, uh, gets together to, uh, basically do a coup and crown Prince Aegon. Sir Christian kills Lord Beansbury, uh, who wants to, you know, stick by his word to Viserys for, uh, to keep Renera from being usurped. Um, bunch of people, well, not a bunch, just Lord Commander. Uh, Graham McTavish, aka uh, Harold Westerling, resigns. Otto doesn't really tell anyone that Viserys is dead in order to sort of fortify things and keep them going while he coerces people to bend the knee for Aegon. Um, a bunch of people are put captive so he can kind of make that happen. Then the King's Guard brothers, Eric and Arik, they're probably both closer sounding in name, but I'm going to say Eric and Arik just because it's too hard to like speak these boys. Um, They're going on a hunt to find Prince Aegon who cannot be found. Alison has his little team, her little team and Otto has his little team. Uh, The white worm tells Otto where Aegon is hiding. They all kind of get together and find him simultaneously in a way fight for him Lord Larys warns Allison that the spy network is a real thing, um, including Talia, aka uh, Miguel Savachnik's wife, um, is a member of that spy network, <laughs> a very important member of that spy network. Allison mm-hmm. gives approval to eliminate the white worm, uh, M- Misaria, or whatever. Uh, Aegon does not really want to be king. He's like, Dad doesn't like me. And Allison's like, I uh, guess he kind of... Uh, no, it doesn't really matter. You're king. Sure, he liked you. And then, meanwhile, the king's landing citizens, poor people, are headed into the dragon pit where Otto publicly crowns King Aegon as king. Um, after Eric flees Rhaenyra, she enters the dragon pit dungeons and astride her dragon meleese. she breaches. She causes a lot of devastation and sparing... The uh, altar of the Green Council leaves on dragonback. Pack. Brian, yeah. what did you think about this episode?
1: I, I, I thought it was great. I'm really enjoying this stuff um, more than I ever thought. Listen, I didn't want another Game of Thrones TV show. I really didn't. Uh, we, if you listen back to old episodes, you'll hear how much baggage I had. And I still do. But I've just been enjoying the heck out of these after the time jump, like the the main time jump with the older yeah. women. Um, and I really appre- I think that by Sep, I'm assuming that next week is just the is Team Black is just the Targaryens and Renara. It's and called the probably.
0: Black Queen, I think they've released the title. So oh, like okay, yeah, they're.
1: Yeah. So I really appreciate them splitting it up because I think that this episode benefited from the tension of only being in King's Landing and seeing how all the pieces – because it's not just green versus black. There are factions within each grouping. So yeah. I, I really appreciated getting a little bit more depth into this because the puzzle pieces as well as the chess pieces are really in motion. Um, I thought this episode was absolutely engaging. I thought it was well uh, – Um well uh uh, edited as well as acted i think that the it was very satisfying there were some surprises some excitement about it uh i I, it made me very angry because this is not the side that i'm rooting for as i would assume most people but with um but with Alicent, i feel like there's a lot of layers there because she does want at the end of the day what they're doing but she wants it in a more ethical uh by the books way, even though it realistically isn't by the books, but she, I think, I actually. So remember last week how I we said I hate miscommunications.
0: Yes, I want to talk. Yes, yes.
1: I, I actually think in in this episode, it's frustrating, obviously. Yes. But having Allison misunderstand what he's saying and therefore believing that this is actually Viserys's wishes makes her justification for what she's doing way more interesting than having her just trying to straight up do a coup at least she has some sort of a justification for herself and that that makes her character way more interesting because even though it's not true it is true to her and so us as an audience member see her as somebody who is believing exactly what she heard and i i truly appreciate that i think that's way more interesting that way
0: yeah, so I was equally as frustrated with uh, as you were last episode because it's just like you just want to reach through the screen and be like, it's not your Aegon, you daft bimbo. I'm just kidding. I love Allison, But the thing that I liked was what was that they made it very clear that the council was going to do this anyway. And so having her come by and say this was his wish... Doesn't actually change that much because a lot because no one believes her. Even Otto, who's like, uh, right. I'm just glad I don't have to fight you on this, and you're on board. He probably he probably doesn't even necessarily believe. Oh yeah, that's dying man's last wish. So I really liked that because it just took the pressure off for me to be like, Allison, if you only knew. Now again, she could do some stuff if she knew that she was right. If she knew the truth. She could maybe like stop things from happening, but. It's comforting in the weird way to know that like this thing's in motion anyway, which she very they obviously let her come to in this small council meeting at the beginning when Uh she's like, wait a minute, you guys were going to do this. You were going to install him without me like you already had this stuff. And this humanizes her because, yeah, yeah. see that she didn't know Um, again, a departure and much more filled out than the book. The, The book, it's not it's just she's just like ready to go.
1: But then just as a reminder, just for me and some listeners, but the book is just different perspectives on what had happened. It's not like objectively what happened. The books are kind of like, these are the stories. This is the history from different um, narrators, if you will.
0: Yes, but sometimes it's very straightforward. And then, so for instance, in the small council meeting, the small council meeting definitely happened. That's clear, and they definitely decided how they were going to get Aegon into onto the throne. That definitely happened. But the different, uh, the differentiating stories start when Beesbury dies. Some say, well, Eustace, who cannot be trusted, Septon Eustace, is like. I heard that Kristen slit his throat and he wasn't even in the room. But then the guy that's sitting next to Beesbury, who's kind of like, what's going on? I forget his name, he was in the room and his account was that Kristen like slit his throat or did something else. I forget. So it at times it does diverge, but at other times it's very it's like every they they just say what happened because I think it's factually correct.
1: Mm -hmm, So
0: the but so when I read that Kristen there was all this like who killed Beesbury or how did Beesbury die knowing where the show was going with Kristen and like what's been happening I'm like oh shit like he's gonna kill Beesbury because we know that Mm. Kristen is awful so um, I was excited to see how that happened and I did not foresee a kind of it was almost ambiguous that wasn't ambiguous I mean let's be real Kristen it was like really hard when he threw threw him down the table but it was kind of like a oh shit i i pushed too hard and i was like oh yeah you're trying to have best of both worlds kristen kind of killed him intentionally Mm -hmm. but not um so that was kind of funny
1: i look for i mean i don't know what happens but i look forward to potentially christian dying at some point during this series
0: oh god i he is the worst it's just he's so sanctimonious and he's like you know, we t- we should treat all women like, you know, they're like the mother. And I'm like, you call every woman the C-word. Don't, stop being so righteous, you mm-hmm. son of a bitch. Yeah, he's the worst. I'm, I mean, he's so handsome, but like that's, 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 that's Fabian Frank. Well, ben yeah, I'd be
1: handsome too if I looked the same way for, <laughs> you know, 25 years. <laughs> I
0: never aged. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, at first when I watch this episode, so the king is dead and a great acting beat from Olivia cook when she kind of, you know, she mm. knows it's going to happen, but she like starts to like hyperventilate. Cause it's one thing when it really does happen and it's just so wild. Like they just, and this was, this is similar to the book. Like nobody, they don't do anything. They leave him in there. He's like rotting. It's very clear that you need to know this place stinks by the time that they're wrapping him up. And you can tell, cause she's like holding something to her mouth. Yeah. Like that, his corpse stayed there for far too long. Um, because they really just don't want to cast, you know, any sort of... They wanted to, like, contain everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's why Talia puts the candelabra in the window. Did you notice that? I think that was his her, like, signal. Yes, to the white, to worm. The white worm. That was kind of cool. Um, my, my one hang-up with this whole Aegon thing is, like... does she Did she willfully forget or willfully, willfully ignore or forget... That there's another Aegon, or does she like? Did she not know yet that Aegon is named Aegon? I need like, what's gonna happen when someone says, "Oh, Rhaenyra has a son, Aegon," you know? And that one makes a lot more sense because full was, yeah, and Rhaenyra was supposed to be his heir. So I'm just wondering. Is that, yeah. are they just skipping that? Like,
1: no, I, I think they're just jumping to the fact that that it, because that is her son, he's the oldest, like, that's the one that Renara would kill. You know what I mean? Like, I can imagine that that's what they just jumped to the conclusion of.
0: Okay, fine. So then we have the twins. This is just stupid because it's already so dumb, and we didn't get enough time with these characters. So we just have to do our best. They look literally identical. <laughs> Their names are so similar, but whatever. Here we are. It's just important, I think, that we... Obviously, I don't even remember which is which, but one of them who's, like, been the guard of Aegon Eric. knows what a monster... Eric.
1: Eric okay. is the one who helps Renice at the end of this episode.
0: Right, because he's been guarding Aegon and knows what a monster he is. So he's yes. like, you don't want to be on this side, brother. And the brother brother's like, are you kidding me? We have to do our job. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there's only seven members of the Kingsguard. There are two of them. Kristen's another. Graham McTavish was another. And there's one other I'm forgetting. So this is, they're important characters, but it's like, oh my God, now you're introducing these? Um, So yeah, that was, that was a little like, oh my God. They're just, I, just to me, it was reading like they were sticking in a lot of this plot stuff. But it is important. And all I guess you really need to pay attention to is you know that they come from different schools of thought about this mm-hmm. um let's see uh they looking they're looking for him in town and all the people in the prisons that was like yeah it was just uh, I felt really it was really like dark just to watch everyone be like sure he can be king yeah and definitely. like some people being like I don't are we not remembering that we all just literally said we thought we would bend the knee to Rhaenyra and like, can I just lie like that? Um, yeah. And then the kid fighting pits, this was, oh God, horrible. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad we didn't have to see where Aegon was. Cause in the book it's like way grosser and, Again, I think this show is just like, we don't need to see this. We'll just show the kid fighting pits because that's mm-hmm. terrible enough. Um, the Masaria scene with Otto. What's this accent? I guess accent is so distracting. I,
1: it is so distracting to like, like a wild like, degree.
0: I just, I don't know. And it was, so the scene also didn't work for me as well. Not just because of the distracting accent, but because we haven't seen her in for, in for forever. And also, she's like, but promise me that you'll get rid of the pits. And he's like, sure, I promise. And it's like, you are so well-connected, Masara. Like, you are going to just take this weird word of, like, an enemy, basically. Yeah, that's fair. And to care about something that, again, it's pretty easy to care about it from the get-go because we are all as watchers of this not monsters but like you're this is just we're getting on board with your charitable causes misaria like it was so strange
1: yeah it did feel out of left field ish um but i guess like maybe if we had spent a little bit more time with her and her accent previously like you know she's someone who you know came from nothing was a part of the bigger crowd like for a little bit and and, uh you know, just wanted to like just do some good, I guess, like get people out of the poverty that she potentially lived in at one point in the minimum and, and the horribleness um uh I, I can understand that, but like obviously still not like totally fleshed out, if you will,
0: yeah, um, okay, then we get the Laris Auto scene, which I think was a really great scene. I think the most important thing that we take away is that Laris is out for laris, he basically in that scene is kind of like uh don't you know even though I've been spending time with your daughter it could still benefit you if like you want it to. So it's just furthering the fact that like Laris has his own like long game he's playing.
1: And by Laris telling her about all of the spies in King's Landing and all yeah, of we that. Can, we
0: can go to that if you want.
1: <laughs> yeah I mean so two things. One, um Laris listen, is a fun guy. <laughs> when you got when you got uh When you got a club foot, you just want to look at nice feet. I get it.
0: Sure. And again, not trying to kink shame anyone out there who has a foot fetish. You do you. It's more that I don't know that Allison is, um, Allison is feeling it. And I think both parties should be consensual.
1: Yes. Um, yeah,
0: that was, that was like when I was like, oh man, Game of Thrones is back. Like, weird, that not weird. It's not necessarily weird, but stuff like that, you're like, oh, okay. I see you. I see you, George R. R. Martin. Not that that's in the book, but okay. That's some Game of Thrones stuff there.
1: Yeah. And it's also interesting because, yes, it's Game of Thrones but also, um, it also just goes to show, like, the, because the, her scene with Renice, when yes. uh, I forget if that's later or before. Love that.
0: that. It's a little, it's later. It's right so it's this... Or wait, before.
1: Before. Uh, regardless, the scene with Renice is very fascinating because she's, you know, she's trying to uh, appeal to her motherly side, her her female side, her her ego that she was supposed to be queen and stuff like that. And you know, and then I love Renice's line where she's like, You're just putting a window in a in a cell, essentially. Oh, I um, love but,
0: that line.
1: Yeah, and I think that goes back to what happens with her and Laris, where like she is unwillingly participating in something that she is not consenting to realistically. And therefore, you know, she is just, again, just like a pawn. Even though she is the queen, she's still like a pawn and a piece for other people. And she's like helping other people with, you know, that was just like a mind. Like It just kind of showed also her place in things. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? She, yeah,
0: she she's so different than Rhaenyra because she's been using like the wiles that she was taught to have. She's put on your dead mom's dress, go seduce the king, be queen, show Laris her feet to get information. She, uh she appeals to Kristen Cole to be like any affection that you have for me or any feelings you have for me, like put it into like, go find my son and don't tell anyone. It seems that though, this is how she thinks she needs to acquire the power and she doesn't like that she's in that position, but that's sort of all she knows how to do. And it was really clear, especially in the Laris scene where we don't need to watch Laris. Well, you need to watch her and they did. And it was just like, what, like, I I don't know. I read her face as, what is this life? Why must I do it like this? What, you know, how do people do this differently? The things I have to do. I mean, it's like, and I also she think really that, is trapped.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, I think it was really nice, the conversation she had with her father, where she was able to, like, stand up for herself a little bit more against her dad. <sighs> um, and I also think she's jealous of Rhaenyra. Oh, yeah. She's very mad that Rhaenyra breaks all the rules, but, like, is actually kind of happy, um, yeah. uh, you know, to an extent where she's been following the rules for X amount of time and just, like, is so deeply alone and and unhappy. She has these awful kids. She has a husband who she did love, and but she was kind of like coerced and and groomed by her father into doing that. And then uh, you know they don't have as passionate of a love life as we've seen Renera have. So definitely like definitely not. It it it's it's sad.
0: Yeah. No, the scene with her and Raines was oh, so good. It was. <laughs> That was funny when when Rhaenys was like, "You're gonna, you're gonna like do a coup. You're gonna put Aegon. You're gonna usurp the throne." And the way she was talking it reminded me of Arrested Development, where Michael's like, "Her," and Rhaenys mm. is like, "Him." Aegon. Yeah. That's who you want. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Um. Yeah. That was that was just that was a great scene. And it, also important that we take away from that scene is that it's very clear that. Allison is paying attention to the dragon count because she brings up mm-hmm. the fact that you know we have your Melees and we have um, Vagar and whatever, and we we would have Melees Rainy's Rhaen- dragon if so. So this shows that she's playing the game of Thrones like she's she's paying attention to strategy now too because mm-hmm. the dragons matter. So that was really that was really um, interesting. But yeah, the scene with her and Otto was satisfying because again it's like we're gonna put we're gonna put my son up there but we're gonna do all the trappings yeah we're gonna give him the the targaryen sword we're gonna give him Mm -hmm. this outfit we're gonna do all this um really good and then of course Otto's like says you remind me so much of your mother in certain lights or whatever, and it's it's just so ugh. Because he's at first, I was like, oh, is he? He's just in a really good mood. So he's like, man, I just love you so much, just like I loved your mother or whatever. But no, I think it's just you're. I think it's a put down. I think when I watch it a second time, interesting, or or not a put down, but like a patronizing. it's a jab.
1: Yeah, it's patronizing. It's sort of a weird, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So yeah. Um. Right. Then it's the Laris scene. Then we see. Ugh. Poor was it Lord Coswell, the guy who's hung in the hall. So this is kind of weird because first of all, this man, you're so nice and you're 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 out for good, but you waited far too long for that door to open. I don't know you can't do a getaway when the door is so slow and public. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? But also, I don't know why Otto is showing this so fast, because there's no real need for panic yet. As far as everywhere, like, as far as the kingdom is concerned. So to do this, I'm like, whoa, Showing whoa, what? whoa. You're hanging, to hang a lord in the public hall. Okay,
1: but it's the public hall in the castle. So it's not, true. it's not, it's it's for people within those walls and a warning to the people clo- physically closest that, like, everyone in here needs to bend the knee to Aegon versus, like, in the middle of town hall. You know what I mean?
0: That's true. It's like in the Senate. So only or in the um, Supreme Court. Only those people see it. That's true.
1: So and here's a here's a question, though. Um, The end the end scene is that I know it's the dragon prince are underneath, but like, is that also the sept?
0: I don't think so. I'm 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 a bit confused uh, as to I think that's just supposed to be the pit or above it which maybe is the sept because rainy gets excited when she sees that the crowd is actually going back to where she wants to go to get Malice. Mm-hmm. because you see her like oh this is actually good for me but i don't know because it all i barely knew back at game of thrones what room was what and i couldn't because this there's like the citadel or no that's not the citadel what is cersei blow up the sept the sept okay which could be this. Oh, I feel really dumb for not knowing this. But they look different because it's all it's in the past. So I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's supposed to be the pits. Isn't it? And then they store the dragons beneath the boards.
1: Yeah, but beneath the boards, because I'd, I'd have to do my research. I don't know. We, we don't know. It would to. be
0: cool if it was the pits, because then they'd be like also making another statement. Like, here's our Targaryen son and his Targaryen sword in the dragon pits, because he rides a dragon and we're Targaryens. Yeah. But
1: it may have not been the dragon pits. It may have just been like the dragon cells, like where they keep them, not necessarily like the fighting arena.
0: Yeah, that's true. It looks like the sept. Like it looks like the big thing that you know Joffrey's walking through to give tours to mm-hmm. his whatever her name was. Um. So yeah, I I need to like rewatch that. And I didn't watch the um that special behind the scenes, not the thing after the episode, but the other thing that they're doing. Um,
1: the podcast. So
0: no, there's a uh, there's like a behind the scenes. Show that I think is running on hBO too but I didn't really oh. know about it till just now mm. anyway i I'm sorry for those of you who obviously know the answer by now, but um it, the important thing is, is the beast is beneath the boards, Helena called it, and Aegon was beneath the boards as well when they found him, so kind of yeah. too there um and yeah, it's really exciting when she breaks through with mateiseese my i'm partial to this choice because of course she's a mother and she doesn't want to do that to another mother when I say it I mean like Dracarys. Um uh-huh. I'm also like Obi-Wan and Anakin like can you you, if you did this right now it would save a lot of people a lot well, of yeah, you can't do life. it for the plot
1: purposes right?
0: for the plot purposes you can't do it but it was just like oh god if she just had done it it would have st- I wish she could just angle the flame like just to auto or something. Um, Mm. But yeah, that was that was awesome. I think it's important to note, though, that a lot of casualties in the kingdom come because of these dragons. I think it's not as as we learned, they don't discriminate. They just fire away. And a lot of people died in this scene that are not our main characters. But you know, it's not great. People don't love those dragons in King's Landing or really in in all of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and we already got past this, but yeah, I mean, Viserys's dreams coming true. He essentially puts his son on the throne in one way or another and the crown on his head and the dragons roar, which is what he called. So it all, it all came true.
1: Yeah. Um, did I
0: really, you know that, that was Masaria's brothel that was on fire, by the way, when they were yes. like, when, okay, because I didn't the first time. I was like, what's on fire? I don't know geography yet, guys. I can't know what that is. But yeah, I don't know that she's dead, but the brothel. I, I don't
1: think she's dead. My guess is that she's not dead because Game of Thrones would show burning people.
0: Yeah. It was cool, though, when Eric flees uh, Rainis. That was cool, though. Yeah. Not that anyone is convinced by her, like, her cloak. But fine. <laughs> so finale next week. Um, I'm, I'm excited. excited. Yeah. Are you do you have thoughts about what to expect? I mean, you see a pre like a coming attractions, but do you yeah, have any-
1: I have no idea because this is going to be uh, I'm going to assume that there's going to be some sort of a death or something wild that happens. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm very much looking forward to because these, these these this whole season's been pretty intimate. And that's been really yeah. exciting. So I'm really interested to see what they're actually gonna do next week. I'm very happy to get back to um I was very pleased with this episode. And now I'm very happy to get back to Renera and uh Damon and that whole crew.
0: Yeah, sipping on Negronis. Um I'm very I miss them a lot. Yeah, I'm kind of dreading the finale now because of what. Things, you know, it was a joy to watch them get to this place. But now that sort of the dance has started, Beesbury's technically the first bloodshed for the dance of the dragons. Mm. But um I yeah, there's that's yeah. I'm 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 kind of dreading. But you it.
1: potentially know what's gonna happen next week, right?
0: I think based on what I know will happen and what I saw like the scenes looking like in my head of what I've read, I know it's going to happen, and yeah. Gonna be a rough one.
1: (laughs) Interesting. I'm looking Uh, forward to it.
0: Yes. All right.
1: Shall we go to middle earth? I wish I had
0: rocky music playing. It would be slow clap for Joanna.
1: (laughs) Knocked it out of the park. Nailed it. To be to be fair, not that this show was like trying to hide it at all because it was like very clear. Okay
0: to me it was clear but there were a lot of people casting aspersions in my direction being like that's so dumb there's no way but thank you yeah. nonetheless i'm i hear the rocky music in my head um the, let me this, just say
1: yeah i know you oh. go no 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 you no, go no
0: when i when the episode opens and the <laughs> three witches of eastwick whoever these people are mm-hmm. they whatever their names are um say like you are Sauron I was like no I was like no 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 it was like the Michael Scott meme I I was immediately outraged but then quickly said no 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 wait this it just can't be there's nothing to make us think this and then what's everything else for so I was I was appalled and disgusted and I was almost out to turn it off. But then I said, no, 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 wait, maybe it's sneaky and it's just trying to fake me out. And thank God I was right. Um, for those who are, <laughs> are confused, I'm referring to the fact that Halbrand is Sauron. Um, Brian, what moment of the show, if you can remember, were you sure that I was correct? You might have already thought, but like what um, moment were you like? This is for the cheap seats in the back. Like if you don't know now.
1: I mean, when we met him.
0: When you met him,
1: did you the said? Show? Yeah, you said like I think he's not who he seems. I think you said something of like he's he's how I think Halbrand is him.
0: Oh, I meant like what moment of this episode was it confirmed for you?
1: Oh, when when they when they said that the wizard was Sauron at the beginning.
0: Oh, really? By oh, yeah. By backward math, you were like, so it must be
1: Halbrand. Yes, like you're telling me this guy is Sauron in the first five minutes of this episode. No, that's not the twist. The twist is that Halbrand is him. Like that's uh... why he like that's why he went to and then the and then so you then reverse the twist and then he's a wizard or Gandalf or we're not 100 percent sure yet. I, I believe, but like, um, yeah, that's one hundred percent. Like the second they were like Lord Sauron, I was like, oh, he's not Sauron. This is just, oh, that's like,
0: so funny.
1: Yeah, I was oh, I was really like, funny. that gave it away. You, like, we still have an hour and a half left of this episode. Or, like, there's no way this is just what it is. There's no way.
0: Oh, my God. You're so much smarter than me. And you watch shows like a real watcher of shows. I, that <laughs> completely, I mean, the thought of him being a red herring crossed my mind. For me, it was way more, like, I had to read into the signs. Like, when, for me, It was, I wrote, oh, he's a smith, eh? Because I said to myself, if he is doing any smithing in Egregion, he is Sauron. And they called him a smith. And I was like, he's like, oh, my smith is here to help or whatever. And then, but when I, so I was like, um, hmm. But then when he said, think of it as a gift to Keller Rimbor, that's what I knew. I was like, a gift, because that's that's Sauron language. So that's when I knew, and I was like, I think we're here. We made it. This is Sauron.
1: Can we also um, say that the word Calabrimbor is wildly satisfying to listen to and say?
0: Calabrimbor, Calabrimbor, Calabrimbor. I know. It reminds me of Ricky no No-Sarimbo, bai ruchi You know that one? I don't. Really?
1: Mm-mm. It's
0: like the kid... It's a story. I read a book in elementary school, Ricky Timbo, and he like falls in a well or something.
1: Maybe well, I ahead. don't remember it.
0: That seems like something you would, I feel like you would know this story of Ricky Timbo. Yeah, I,
1: I, I that's something I would know, but I don't. Um but I will say that I definitely could see how Calibrimbor would fit into that song.
0: Yes. No, it's very satisfying. Um so yeah, I mean, what more can we say? There was just what did you think of the episode in general? It was as fine. A finale.
1: It was fine. Um, I thought that my favorite stuff from, first of all, I didn't get my favorite dwarves in this episode, so I shame. Know, I know. Um, I will say that my favorite part of the episode was probably the Nori stuff with um, the stranger. It's just very sweet. It's very nice. That's the part that, I, that I, I'm really attracted to, I think. Uh, the friendships, the hope, all of that stuff. Um, because quite frankly, like, I'm a little bored by the, some of the elf stuff. Um, because I was just, yeah, he's, he's Let's, let's, okay. We'll make the rings. It was a beautiful sequence, but like, you know, let's, let's I don't know. Uh, That's how I felt about this whole season to be completely honest. I, and now that we've watched the first season of this, Mm -hmm. I thought it was only okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that they spent a lot of money for a eight episode prologue.
0: Huh. I I don't uh I don't entirely agree with that, but I definitely think that they that this show is is for the vibes. It's like for the I hate saying vibes, but like it's for the feels of Lord of the Rings and it's done beautifully and there are some really intricate stuff woven in there. Sure. But as if you're not obsessed with Lord of the Rings and you're not and you're in it for, like, huge plot, then, yeah, I can see it not being your, your fancy.
1: Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't bad, but I didn't think it was like, wow, we just watched a masterpiece of a season. You know what I mean? Hmm.
0: Well, yeah, I kind of know. You, I mean, I know what you mean. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I know what you mean. Um, I... Yeah, I mean I thought the pacing of this episode was really good. I Yeah, I agree with that. The mind prison to, you know, steal a Vecna ism. Like the sure. mind prison that he puts her in, that image, of course, super poetic, like when the the reflection of the water is clear and it's like the darkness and it flips and you see him and you see mm-hmm. her. And it it basically um, I read, did I read an interview or did I hear it with JD and Patrick who basically were like the crazy Kate Blanchett, like <gasps> I passed the test scene in the mirror of Gladriel in the Lothlorien and the, um, the fellowship, fellowship of the rings. Um, that totally like was ringing through this episode. Yeah, of, definitely. Yeah. Like when he was like, be my queen and all of this. So that it was all just like, oh, and this were this makes sense because of blah, blah, blah And it this whole episode make will make me read that chapter of the book so differently now. Now knowing who Sauron was and that he does always grope for her and that, you know, he wants the light and she's she brings it out and all this. So I don't know. I thought that was really cool and like really good VFX. Um But I couldn't couldn't let go of what you said last week, which was, you really hope that Sauron is not nice. And I don't think he is. This this, uh, sort of um, form that he's taken might be something he's not necessarily in next season. I'll be curious. And I think it's very clear that, like, yes, he wants, like, order on Middle-earth, but... I think it's pretty evil. I don't know. Did you get, did you have that frustration this week or were you like, Oh no, I I get it. I'm good.
1: Uh, A little bit of both because like, I get it. I'm good. It is what it is. But also like in the Lord of the Rings, they never like fight Sauron. There's never like, like, it's about getting rid of the ring. There's no scene where they're like in the same room as Sauron. You know what I mean? And like, we got to fight with swords, you know, like that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, Um, and, and so for me, because of that, he's not a man, he's like pure evil. Um, I I don't really, I'm still not totally in love with the fact that like we're Anakin him in some ways, you know what I mean? Like even if he is pure evil from the beginning, like the show is still, was still trying to make us empathize with Halbrand. And also I think, I don't really love that it made Galadriel seem like she got one pulled over on her and stupid. Like, I think that she should have been picking up on this before. Like, she made the guy get the scroll, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So that was one of something I bumped against, which was the scroll. I was like, could we not have looked at his lineage earlier? Like, what is when you were in the Hall of Lore? Like, you didn't check this one out of the library, too.
1: Yeah. Gladwell Um, just seems like someone who would be way more careful about things. Like, the way they set her up. Uh, But, like, I get it.
0: And she doesn't tell them that it was him. He leaves and she's like, just, just don't worry about it, guys. Just ignore him. Just if he ever talks to you again, just keep walking.
1: Yeah, because she wants take, to save take her boat. go on
0: the other side of the street. Well, does she, or is she under some sort of like weird smell or I don't know. It, I mean, she'd be blamed for
1: bringing Sauron right into the <laughs> eye of the fire. No pun intended. No.
0: I know. And it is important to remember, I saw some people asking this question um, on a forum and it's important to remember that Sauron didn't touch these rings he left before they were made, so they're, like, safe from him. He, Yes, he makes the one ring to rule them all, but, like, he doesn't have control over these rings, and he was he didn't touch these. So these three Ill, uh, rings made for Elven under the sky or whatever, these are, like, Sauron-proof.
1: Yeah. So I we've really got, like, like the d- eight dwarf rings, seven human rings still to be made or whatever it is?
0: Um, yeah, it's seven rings for the dwarves and nine for men. And then the one. Um, so, I and I don't, again, the timeline's funky. So, I don't know when those will happen, but this was really cool. I love the dagger being melted down. It was like in plain sight the whole show. And I love the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of when I see the rings later, knowing like what went into it um, to making them. And like that, the little stones, which are not simmerals, but it looks like little simmerals, um, they that. You know the it was a beautiful jewelry making class it was honestly what this episode was. It was gorgeous.
1: It's
0: gorgeous, um, and I love like Elron dropping the the mithril in like and it makes the eye. Yeah,
1: I liked that a lot.
0: Um, so yeah, and I I love the three like make like one will what like two will sow discourse or make people fight and three will like make be balanced. I liked all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just really wild. I just can't believe that this day has come. So to the Harfoots, yeah, there was a lot of Hobbit. I I cried actually a lot in the Harfoot stuff. Sure. I mean, it was they knew what they were doing, but yeah. like you're telling me when Poppy doesn't slow mo run to get one last hug with Nori, it's just like the Sam running after Frodo with the hug. Yeah. I just don't know why she doesn't go with her.
1: That's, She's got other like, things to weird. do. I, I am excited that we're g- hopefully... I'd actually like to spend less time with the Harfoots um, as a whole and really just focus on Nori and the stranger. There's just, like, a lot going on there, and I'm more excited for their, the journey with the two of them than, like, you know, having to hide from the group and then, like, having the group, like, like it, that's just a lot. I man. know. It's, and I'm yeah. looking forward to that being pared down a little bit.
0: So, Yeah. What do you think of the stranger? Um, do you think it's Gandalf, or do you think it's just an Istari, or just just a wizard?
1: Listen, a do wizard. I think it's going to end up being Gandalf? I kind of do, just because like this is what the show wants it to be. It's showing the origins of Sauron at the time, and then of Gandalf at the time. These two sides of like good and evil that have been created all around the same time, and then you have like. You know the the all the other elements in between the hobbits, the Harfoot's hobbits, the men, the elves, the dwarves. You have all everything in between. Um, so I I I would prefer that he was just some like wizard, random wizard or whatever. But uh, I, I think really, it's really gonna cool. be Gandalf because why why else why else would you pair the wizard with the hobbit characters ish if you're if you're not going to show like how Gandalf became such a fan of these creatures because he spent yeah. malig- thousands and thousands of years with their ancestors and moving forward. I just don't think it makes sense if it's some random blue wizard.
0: I mean, he didn't spend that much time with it, but in the show, he could. I guess my the reasons that I think that you're probably right, and I don't really want it to be Gandalf, I think it's cool mm-hmm. enough that we have Sauron. I don't think we need Gandalf too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we get you know Isildur this early on. I think that them turning into mobs was suspect, and I think the fact that he said "follow your nose" was like very Gandalfy. Mm. Um, so
1: or toucan Sam like yes, yes, follow your nose.
0: So that to me is like, oh, you're really trying to make us think Gandalf here. So I don't know, we'll see. But I do, I do look forward to the adventures of Gandalf and Nori which it'll probably be. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah, uh satisfying? Uh, I have no idea what we'll see next season. Like I don't know what the arc will be. Uh I I think we'll obviously return to talk about door, cuz
1: Elielo has to come back. Yeah. Hmm? He wasn't really in this episode. We well, He have... might be
0: dead as far as they know, although we know
1: he's not. Right. Dead. But then you also have like her going back you have um, Isildur's sisters find the Palantir from, you know, like like yes, there was yes. a lot that kind of like felt very unfinished in this episode of Memoir.
0: I will say I want the king's like the king, first of all, was just positively spry before he died. Like, remember when he got up and we were like, where'd he go?
1: Very Grandpa Joe.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Grandpa Joe. Oh, I tell Justin. You said that. Um, I did like his pearly collar dust ruffle like sure did you see this like bedazzled in pearl like i thought it was a bib and then i realized it was like yeah, was just just his
1: ascot ruffles
0: his ascot yeah so there we have it the rings of power that's
1: what how, would you give this season out of 10 um
0: oh god it's hard uh, i'm gonna give it Honestly, it couldn't have been. Be- I don't think it could have been better. I'm going to say I'm going to give it an eight, an eight out of ten. It couldn't have been better because they can't just like make up. Stu- they made up enough like subplot that still had to matter. And they're dealing with a timeline like there's mm-hmm. just ticks on a timeline in an appendices. So I'm and it was beautiful. And the score and the acting, I, I just yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. What about you?
1: Uh I'll probably give it like a
0: 6.57. All right, that sounds that sounds right for you.
1: Based yeah, on I, what you I would give it like a 7. I think a 7 seems fair.
0: All right. Well, yeah. uh, I look forward. I'm kind of depressed now. A little bit. I have to I have to tell you like we have to wait until so long to have this again. I'm pulling for like Christmas next year. But I know they're still writing it, so I don't think that's going to
1: happen. Didn't they start filming it? Did they? Oh, I would
0: love that if that were true. Well, I'm not going to pretend I know that, and I'm still going to, then I'll just be excited.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to pull for
0: for, yeah, it's not soon, Brian. Don't lie to me. I'm going to pull for Christmas of next year. Well, nerds, the king is dead, but we hope you had as much fun as we had, and we hope you'll join us next time. For episode seven of Andor.
1: As a small universe and a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and follow along on the socials Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at The Nerdverse Pod.
0: We thank you so much for listening and following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us, and remember, hope is never mere even when it is meager.